You can find more information, photos and advice sheets on all the plants and recipes that we talk about in this podcast by heading to the links in the show notes or on our website at sarahraven.com. Alongside our Christmas mini-series, we have a special offer, Christmas 22 Mini, which if you use before the 30th of November, you'll get 20% off any Christmas order. Welcome to the fourth episode of our Christmas mini-series, which is going to be quite funny. I, I, I mean... Well, I, I wouldn't I announce that. No, no. First off, that's a killer to say that. <laughs> well, the reason it's going to be funny is because I'm joined by two of the least foodie people I know in the whole world, and we're doing something on Christmas food. Anyway, I'm joined by Arthur, who I do the podcast with, and my husband... And they have a kind of rivalry with the photographer we work with, Jonathan Buckley, as to who is the least domestic. Anyway, Arthur, what are you going to have for your Christmas food this year? Well, I I don't cook, but I am a bit of a foodie. (laughs) I took away all the stress of Christmas four years ago after having a a childhood of stressed mother up at six o'clock in the morning and coming down to a steam-filled kitchen and tears by four o'clock in the afternoon by ordering all of our Christmas dinner from M&S, to be honest. Very good. <laughs> M&S. <laughs> are, they, are they sponsoring this episode? Well, I but, think they should. <laughs> but I, I, I am still a foodie. I'm very selective of what we have. And if money was no object, I probably would get the the meat option from the Nepa state. Yes. Because I love the idea of having the beef from there. But I do. we don't tend to do for turkey. I, I've done the turkey thing. I've I've known quite a lot of turkeys. Yeah. I don't understand the thing of raising the huge burden and having to stuff it with so much stuff. No. Because it lacks flavour. But I love stuffing. So my dream Christmas dinner would probably be really good stuffing, good red onion gravy, red cabbage, pine nuts, which you've taught me are lovely. And really good roast potatoes, followed by a trifle. And the starter would be a good prawn cocktail with loads of ketchup. Oh, I think that sounds delicious. <laughs> I'm coming for Christmas with you. So no no meat in in the main course, or if it was if it is, it's from Nep. Yeah, they they're rearing their cattle in the most, you know, beautiful, wild way, basically. And they're yeah. they're allowed to grow up in family groups and so the meat is incredibly stress free. <laughs> Stress-free um, until the moment comes. Uh, until the moment comes, but yeah, I, it's I think probably... they kill them there, though. So I don't think they got they have long uh, tracks across the country. No, unlike the rest of the poor cattle and, and beasts and birds. Yes. Um, and how do you cook your roast potatoes, Arthur? <laughs> well, Gordon, I did watch Gordon Ramsay's Christmas a few years ago, and he he well, they come ready done from M and S. They just go in the <laughs> oven. But if I was if I was doing them from scratch. All I know is that you have to get them in the pan after they've been boiled and shake the pan. That's it. Uh, with craziness to to rough the edges up. You have to do a sort of can can. Then I'd find some British free range goose fat. It's got to be British because if it's from the continent, it might be from Fragrar farmland. Yes. So ethical goose fat, if if you can find it. Arthur, I can't believive how foody this is. <laughs> You've completely betrayed me. Yeah, now, you're, like, now you're leaving me as a real it's like outlier. Welcome to the food program. Oh my <laughs> lordy dog! All right, so can I have a go now? <laughs> Obviously, the key ingredient for a happy Christmas is cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> 
You should Cam really. And bear I don't know if you can. Can you actually get M and S cholesterol? <laughs> I'm sure you can at Rustic Spence. Actual pots of it. <laughs> the thing I love best. Should I tell you the thing I love best about Christmas? It's a really huge individual mince pie <laughs> that you you take the lid off and you pour double cream in, put the lid back on then cut into it and it just kind of overflows like an image of total happiness. Cream falls. Known as cream falls, like waterfalls, but it's cream falls and it's what we do. And honestly, I would be happy to have that every meal and breakfast, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what what brand? Well, they're going to be homemade, Arthur. Oh, I well, hang on a minute. I often bring you a box of mince pies. You on a, do. Your on mum a winter Jill photo makes them. <laughs> you do. Um, I'll put a recipe, my favourite recipe, on the um, in the podcast notes. No, but listen, I do have a very good foodie thing to say, which is, I am very good indeed at making birth bourguignon. Ah, yes, we have had that one year. <laughs> when was that? In the 1970s. Yeah. Yeah. And the key thing, the key ingredient for that is beef cheeks, mm. which sounds so unlikely that one should want to eat the face of a cow. But there you go. And they're very, very cheap. And if you cook them very, very slowly, they are weirdly delicious. And it's because they're seam, I think, but they're I am very, really... They've got seams of fat, fat all through, all through cholesterol yeah. item. That's ingredient A. Ingredient B is a bottle of surprisingly expensive burgundy red wine. Very good. It's no good if you get a cheapo thing. You've got to really pump the, the, the quality up there. And you then have to cook it for probably 24 hours. Mm. Very, very slowly. That's not and, good with a credit crunch and the cost of fuel. Well, no, the butcher I got the beef cheeks from said, well, obviously, the gas is going to cost more than the beef. <laughs> is this to be recommended or not? Are the beef cheeks from the Nepa state? <laughs> yeah, they said, well, I presume that the beef, the Nep cows have cheeks. No, they were from our local wonderful butcher in Burwash called Jarvis Butchers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to have a good local butcher. Yeah local farms and all that mm. anything else in your birth bourguignon uh i can't remember actually <laughs> this is the problem red onion well, a bit of onion i can't remember carrots maybe the, go in there uh, I i'll think. try and find the recipe yeah, and put carrots. it in the, in the podcast it came from jamie oliver oh, very good from ja jamie oliver yeah i love what do oh, you're not being snooty about jamie no, oliver. i love jamie oliver anyway uh what do you want for christmas this year adam as a present no, to eat. <laughs> uh, do you know what I, I really love at Christmas, which is kind of cooling and sort of the whole hysteria uh, calming, is really delicious smoked salmon. Okay, that's good. I agree. And Dunkel's smoked salmon, I think, makes absolutely fabulous smoked salmon. And that's a good point for us to finish with, I think, because I would like to have my one or perhaps two recipes, which I think are completely invaluable for Christmas. And the first is blinis. Now, those aren't the cocktails with uh, peach juice that you that were made up, invented in Venice. They're the lovely, delicious mini pancakes. And we were actually once in Russia for Easter 
and we had this incredible, delicious plate of smoked fish and these blinis that were made it sort of in front of us. And the, the key thing is, in fact, to cheat a little bit and not use all buckwheat flour because that sanus comes from the buckwheat, but to use a little bit of plain flour because it makes them much fluffier and easier and yet you still get the sharpness of the buckwheat to so that sort of characteristic flavor. Anyway, I'll definitely put the recipe in the podcast sheets for that because it's such an easy one. And then you pour them into your pan and rather like with a crumpet, when you start to see holes in the top side of the pancake, because they're quite thick, they're like a half a centimeter or a centimeter thick. When they've got those holes, you can then flip them. If you do it too soon, they're still running on the top and they go everywhere, but then they're set enough and, and you can flip them and they're so easy and fun to make and you can shove them in the freezer or you can eat them straight away and then you can warm them straight from the freezer by just wrapping them up in a tea towel and putting them in the oven for 10 minutes. So they're really, really good and easy party food. And the other final thing that I think is an absolute must over Christmas, I'm not even talking about turkey or Christmas pudding because we all have our favorite versions of those things. But I love making a coffee meringue and pomegranate cake. And it's just with meringue, whipped cream, Kahlua, which is a coffee liqueur, but if you don't want alcohol, you can leave that out. Really strong espresso and pomegranate seeds. And, and you layer the meringue with the cream and, and the coffee. Oh, and ginger, that's it, stem ginger. And then freeze it. And then you can just cut it like a cake in slices and cover it with lots of pomegranate seeds and extra ginger syrup and things. Yum, yum, yum. But Sarah, I still don't know what you, your dream Christmas dinner is. That's what it was. She just said. Those, those, okay. Wasn't it? Well, I wouldn't just have those two things, but I think I, I think would. I you'd be- like Philadelphia on an oat cake. I love that kale salad you do with the ponygramit. Yeah, I love that too. I think I would be with you, Arthur. I would have a really cracking bit of beef yeah. with really fresh, punchy horseradish sauce, kale, an avocado salad and incredibly good roast potatoes followed by that ice cream cake and possibly preceded with champagne with bellinis mm. and smoked salmon. What about that pomegranate the drink you make that's so delicious? Yeah, I think I'd prefer just pure champagne on its own, thanks. Okay, I'll have pomegranate then. After all that cooking that you've done, I'd want it too. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks very much for listening, everyone, and have the most wonderful Christmas. Thanks for listening to our Christmas mini-series. We really enjoyed doing them, and I hope you enjoyed listening to them. And, of course, most importantly of all... In these very, very difficult times, I hope that we can all have a really happy Christmas. Anyway, very happy Christmas from Arthur and me. Alongside our Christmas mini-series, we have a special offer, Christmas 22 Mini, which if you use before the 30th of November you'll get 20% off any Christmas order. You can find more information, photos and advice sheets on all the plants and recipes that we talk about in this podcast by heading to the links in the show notes or on our website at sarahaven.com.